It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall 7-3 to the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas 32-26-4, 68 points, 0-5-0 on this five-game road trip. First time in franchise history with five consecutive regulation losses. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I, like I look at this game, the first 10 minutes I thought the Golden Knights were were kind of in control. They were certainly able to suppress some of what the Winnipeg Jets were doing. Winnipeg didn't get their first shot on goal until 12 and a half minutes in. What did you see that kind of changed that momentum for the Winnipeg Jets? The fight from Logan Stanley. Yeah. And uh, Keegan Colasar is trying to do what he can do to spark the Golden Knights. We've seen Keegan fight a couple of times on this trip. We've seen a few fights. And sometimes that's the kind of thing that can jumpstart a team. Trouble is the Knights were already jumpstarted. They yeah. had not scored, but they had, as you just described, they had the game's first seven shots on goal. That fight occurs, and as Keegan himself told us, it was just uh, to help spark the team. It was not because... Stanley did anything or there was any history. It was just sort of a spark. The trouble is the spark was for the Jets. Uh, Stanley from that point on gets an assist and later scores a goal. Gordy Howe hat trick for him. And not only that, uh, it sparked the rest of the club because while the Knights had a 7-0 shots advantage at the time of that fight, the Jets had the last nine shots on goal of that period and the Knights had zero. Totally different game after that. And obviously the Jets score on two in the span of 33 seconds in the period's final two minutes. First Wheeler and then Connor. Wheeler's ninth and then Connor's 38th. He is having an incredible season. Anyhow, uh, that to me was a turning point in the Jets' favor. You can understand that Colasar is trying to do something. It's his hometown basically here. Um, grew up in Manitoba, and all of that is well and good, but you got to know the situation and that the Jets did not need the kind of spark that Stanley provided. Uh, the game has turns and weaves throughout the remaining uh, 50 minutes after the fight, but no doubt about it, that uh, kind of uh, gave momentum to the Jets, and they held on to it in a way that the Golden Knights could not clutch away. You know, when I, I looked at this game kind of coming into it, I felt like this was going to be one of those games or at least an opportunity for the Golden Knights to get closer, right, to turning that corner. And this, to me, on, on this road trip, seemed like the game that was furthest away from the Golden Knights kind of finding their game and taking it to another level. Is that what it looked like to you? I said to Darren Elliott off the air before the game, I, I felt that this was the kind of game that they could win, that you know they had been playing well enough to win each of the four games but came up short on this trip. And that perhaps, you know, when you've lost several games in a row, uh, you can go a couple of different ways. Either you just say, hey, let's just go out and play and you're a little bit more loose, or you try to kind of grip a little bit tighter. You try to do a little bit more, and if things don't go your way, you become fragile. And that, the latter, is what happened today. Yeah. The Knights were not loose until the early stages of the third period when the game was out of hand. And frankly, that's the kind of thing, playing a loose period, which could, could carry into the next game. They get the goal from Petrangelo on the power play, and Nolan Patrick's first Golden Knights power play point. The fourth line scores the goal, and Matteo chips it in. And then they were continuing beyond that 
until Jonathan Marcheseau takes the slashing penalty and then the misconduct and all of the, the positive stuff, whether or not it meant the Knights actually coming back in the game. Yeah. But there was still positive stuff the first half of that third period, but in one foul swoop, Marcheseau threw it out the window, just like he did a couple of games ago when he took the penalty late in the game. So uh, all, all of that, I don't know that all of that good stuff is washed away, but what could have been... I'll put it in quotes, a feel-good third period yep. on a bad night. Uh, I, I don't know that it feels any better <laughs> than if the game had ended after two periods. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on there, Dan, because as we've seen a, a couple of times this year with the Golden Knights, like there have been momentum shifts in their favor where you just want them to kind of keep going and keep rolling with that. And, and it seems like in those moments there are plays that happen, whether it be a goal against, whether it be a turnover, or whether it be a penalty that just kind of doesn't allow the Golden Knights to get out of their own way and, and lean into that momentum. Yeah, and some of it is the group being on the same page. Yeah. This morning I asked several people, players and coaches, what should the mood be? Not so much what is the mood, because that can be a little bit subjective, but, but what should the mood be when you lose four straight and you're going into the fifth one? And I got some different answers. You know, Will Carrier said, you know, we've just got to find some more confidence. You know, we're not panicking. He said we're not panicking. You know, Ryan Craig went a little bit different direction. And he talked about um, the, the urgency and the desperation. Um, Nick Waugh kind of sidestepped the question a little bit. And, uh, you know, like I, I mentioned after the last game, this is not a team that can afford to get angry because what's to get angry about? They, they have nine players out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, are they loose? You know, if, least, if at least you're playing loose, um, you can, you know, you can relax and you can try to um, build upon something, build towards something. Even if it's not necessarily winning uh, the game, um, you could try to work towards something. And that uh, is harder and harder to come by so it seems to me when uh you know i asked that question what should the mood be not what is the mood but what should the mood be uh, the team can't seem to quite be on the same page with that and in a lot of ways uh, this group seems not to be on the same page now, whether it's the coaches with the players the players amongst themselves and so on and so on and part of it was the the positive momentum there that the knights were building jonathan marsh is so uh, just unnecessarily threw it away last one here dan uh can't win all 20 games in one game against the Panthers on Thursday, but what do the Golden Knights need to do to give themselves a good shot to get back in the win column? <laughs> what I want to say there, Ryan, is get some healthy people in the line. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's possible. But I wonder, you know, I, it, it's it's so hard to say because I, I'm not in the room with the coaches and their mindset. You know, you, you try to key on positives. When you're on a team, I mean, the Knights have not been in this situation, but when you're on a losing team, you look at positives and you try to build off of them and you, you highlight those positives toward growth and you uh, don't let uh, the frustration creep in. Well, that simply isn't the case here, partly because the Knights have such high expectations. It's almost like it, they're not going to get to that point um, until their confidence is replenished and that confidence seems only to be coming from the possibility of players returning to the lineup. Uh, and, and if that is what this group is waiting for, they are going to be even in even more trouble, especially with a club like the Florida Panthers. I, I, I don't know the last time I've had to say it. You're just hoping that the Panthers have an off night. And, yeah. again, they're playing the San Jose Sharks uh, this evening. That is a 
7.30 game, and the Sharks are winning 1-0 in the first period. I guess you, you hope that, and even the best teams in the league occasionally have slumps. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, who had lost a few in a row, right? And they, they did not like that. I guess you have to hope that the Panthers uh, come in and do not have a strong performance, and if the Knights can grab some early momentum. Again, they have occasionally played well early, but they have not taken advantage of that early play in the form of goals. So it looks like maybe getting anybody back in the lineup. I think they take anybody right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and scoring a couple of early goals and trying to play with the lead for a while. Yep, good stuff as always, Dan. Hey, we will uh, chat with you on Thursday. Safe travels back home. Uh, until then, have a great night, Dan. Thanks, Ryan. You too. That is Dan Dewey, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. I, I, I was really liking uh, a lot of the things we were doing. You know, I'm, I was proud of the group, uh, how hard we played. We're, we're short-staffed here, obviously, and tough building on the road at the end of a tough road trip. And uh, I, thought, I thought the guys came and worked their asses off tonight for 60 minutes. So we're just we're in that spot where we need everything firing on the uh, on on all cylinders you know our goaltender has to be good our special teams have to be good our five on five has to be good and if one of those areas is off uh you know we're, we're not going to win and that's the case right now emotions were higher in the third despite the score were you happy with your team's effort for last 20 minutes yeah I, I thought we battled for 60 minutes right to the buzzer you know we gave ourselves you know a chance right to the end um, so i had no problem with our effort tonight what you see in your goaltending tonight and, and your decision in the second? I just didn't get in front of enough bucks. It's pretty simple. I mean, I'm not a goaltending expert, but, you know, you've got to get in front of a couple. You're on a season-high five game losing streak right now. I mean, is there anything that you can see that's kind of consistently... Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> we've got eight or nine regulars out of the lineup, that would probably have something to do with it. Um, but, you know, w we've had winnable games. It's been, you know, again, like I said, I think it feels like we've got to play a perfect game right now. Our goalies have to be dead on. Our, our special teams have to be dead on. Our 5-on-5 five five has to be dead on for us to win. And that's a big ask uh, for a group. And, you know, I thought uh, most nights on this trip, you know, we've had most of those things going. But, you know, just just not enough to win. Okay, thank you. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets, 7-3, the final score. Vegas, 32-26-4, 68 points, Oh. 5-0, zero points on this five-game road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, as it stands currently right now, by virtue of a, a Dallas Stars loss earlier today to the Toronto Maple Leafs, that Vegas is still in that second wild card spot. But, you know, it's, it's becoming very difficult for the Vegas Golden Knights um, as you look at what they need to do down the, the stretch for the final 20 games. Like, you've got 20 games left 
you're going to have to look for at least 12 to 14 wins out of those 20 games and I think it becomes difficult to to look at that realistically right now because as you just heard from head coach Pete DeBoer it feels like this team has to play a perfect game like defensively you have to be dialed in offensively you have to be dialed in goaltending has to be dialed in special teams have to be dialed in and for the Golden Knights on this five game road trip there has been at, at any given time one aspect of the game that isn't there early on couldn't score last two games not defending particularly well and then you're not getting saved so uh, you know this one's a tough one for the Vegas Golden Knights post game injury report is brought to you by UMC the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights Braden Paul made his NHL debut tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights you're still without seven players eight players uh, from the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights and you know as we've talked about over the last couple of shows handful of shows really not making excuses um, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you look at the injuries, obviously it is a reason. Obviously it, it factors into what is happening right now with this Vegas Golden Knights team. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, as Pete DeBoer just said, there are winnable games. There have been winnable games. There were certainly winnable games on this road trip. And the Golden Knights come up empty in every single one. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go all the way back to the first period and you know it was all Vegas early on like they they had a 7 nothing shot advantage to open up the game Winnipeg didn't get their first shot on goal until about 12 and a half minutes into the game and then once they did the Winnipeg Jets turned it on and Lorraine Brossois had to make our AAA insurance saves of the game shots are now 6-4 to four. oh it's another shot there's the fifth one but it's just saved by Brossois finding his way through is Mark Scheifele now it's another try, glove saved by Brossois. All of a sudden, the Jets getting lots of pucks on goal. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you out smart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Brossois would come up with some big saves early, but the Jets continued to pound it down and the first goal of the game would come late in the period as Blake Wheeler would open the scoring. Jets from right to left through the center logo across the line left wing Wheeler shoots and scores top right corner from Blake Wheeler Blake Wheeler's ninth of the year from Paul Stastny and Mark Shifley at 1808 of the first period made it one to nothing Winnipeg and then just 30 seconds later Kyle Connor would add to the lead Inside the left up, Jets back in. He blocks the shot. Another try to Boss. Saint Brossois. Rebound. Settle right wing. Score on the rebound. Another long side goal, and it comes from Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor's 38th of the year from Pierre Luc Dubois and Logan Stanley at 18:41 of the first period made it two to nothing Winnipeg. So we'd go to the second period. Golden Knights in a two nothing hole. They knew they needed to chip away, and they began to do just that as Nick Waugh would score to make it a one-goal game. From the left circle faceoff, Nick Waugh turns and shoots, deflected wide. Another strike. They score. Nicholas Waugh follows the shot, the rebound, the carom, and from the right circle, Nicholas Waugh gets the Knights on the board. Nick Waugh's 11th of the year from Zach Whitecloud and Will Carey at 649 of the second period made it 2-1 Winnipeg. But just two minutes later, Nick Ehlers would restore the two-goal lead. Was Pahal. He gets back up. Here's a shot. They score from the right circle. Ehlers follows it up. 
and scores from deep on the right wing. The Jets on top of the Knights, 3-1. Nick Ehlers, 16th of the year, unassisted at 9.04 of the second period, made it 3-1 Winnipeg. Then just two minutes after Ehlers' goal, Logan Stanley would complete the Gordie Howe hat trick. Knocked loose there, comes back out high for Stanley. A fight and an assist so far. Left wing try, he scores! The crossbar and in for Logan Stanley. It's his first goal of the season and a Gordie Howe hat trick. Logan Stanley's first of the year, unassisted at 11.09 of the second period, made it 4-1 to one Winnipeg, a Gordie Howe hat trick for Logan Stanley and nothing going right for the Vegas Golden Knights. Then later on in the period, Mark Shifley would score to make it 5-1. to one. Jensen on the right side, Shifley shoots, score! Snuck it inside the right post. Plenty of traffic in front of Thompson. Try to shift left. Shifley got it through. And it's the fifth goal for Winnipeg. Mark Shifley's 23rd of the year from Kyle Connor and Josh Morrissey at 18-25 of the second period. Made it 5-1 Winnipeg. So the Golden Knights looking at a four-goal deficit going into the third period. Wanted to just chip away maybe make a game out of it feel good about some aspects of their game and you know what Alex Petrangelo would kind of do just that as he'd score a power play goal to get Vegas going Alex passes right Nolan Patrick near the right dot back for Petrangelo shoots he scores Petrangelo set up by Nolan Patrick and the Knights get their second goal of the game and now it's a 5-2 lead for the Jets power play goal comes 26 seconds into the man advantage Alex Petrangelo's ninth of the year from Nolan Patrick and Dylan Coughlin at 4.34 of the third period made it 5-2 Winnipeg, a power play goal. The Golden Knights would continue to chip away as Michael Amadio's chip shot drew Vegas to within two. Ron Beard tied up his man, centering tries, and it's through! They have scored! Ron Bjerg to decision to Amadio, and the Knights now trail 5-3 with 10.29 to go in the third period. Michael Amadio, sixth of the year from Jake Lecision at 9.31 of the third period, made it 5-3 Winnipeg. But shortly after Amadio's goal, Jonathan Marcheseau would get a slashing penalty and a 10-minute misconduct. Petrangelo centers, knocked down in front, up top for Hagen, now a whistle. There is a broken stick on the ice, slashing call against Vegas coming up. And an unsportsmanlike, Marcheseau heated. And he's getting something extra here. Vegas penalty number 81, two minutes slashing and a 10-minute misconduct. So Jonathan's day is done. So frustration there from Jonathan Marsh. So halts momentum for the Vegas Golden Knights. And on the ensuing power play, Josh Morrissey would add to the lead. We're back in Winnipeg and right from a faceoff, the Jets strike on the power play. Morrissey, the defenseman, rips home his eighth goal. And it is now a 6-3 advantage for the Jets. 9.27 to play in the third period. Josh Morrissey's eighth of the year from Kyle Connor and Blake Wheeler at 10.33 of the third period made it 6-3 Winnipeg. A power play goal just a minute after Michael Amadio's goal. And then the Golden Knights would get an opportunity on the power play. And Adam Lowry would put an exclamation point on the night with a shorthanded goal. Rolling puck ahead, maybe a shorthanded chance. Down the middle, score! Adam Lowry, shorthanded goal. 
Extra point is good for the Jets. 7-3 Winnipeg. Adam Lowry's ninth of the year from Nate Schmidt at 13-34 of the third period made it 7-3 Winnipeg, a shorthanded goal, and all that was left in this game was the final call. The struggles continue. The horn signals the end of this one. The Jets win it 7-3, and for the first time in franchise history, the Golden Knights have suffered five consecutive regulation losses. There you have it, 7-3, the final. The Winnipeg Jets defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Hand Vegas their fifth consecutive regulation loss, a franchise record for the Golden Knights, and one that you're not particularly, particularly happy about. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets 7-3. The final score, 32-26-4, and 68 points. Feels like the Golden Knights have been stuck at 68 points for an eternity. And, you know, when it's kind of over a week and a half, it certainly is an eternity in the NHL, especially when you've got teams that are chasing in the playoff picture. So for the Golden Knights, I, you know, I talked about this road trip being a big-time indicator of what the Golden Knights could do in their positioning in the Pacific Division. And, you know, you, you look at the games, you look at the teams, four teams on this five-game road trip that were below the playoff cut line you start looking at that, and, and even with the injuries, even with the injuries that the Golden Knights have right now, you start to sit and think, okay, well, get seven or eight points out of ten, you're, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Then you lose Robin Leonard a game into the road trip. You lose Riley Smith a game into the road trip. You lose Max Pacioretty two games into the road trip. And, and I think I, I think that that's kind of lost in all of this, right? Like, we're, we're viewing this road trip as, okay, well, the Golden Knights had Robin Leonard to start. They had Riley Smith. Like, you had the Misfits together. You had Jack Eichel playing with Max Pacioretty. So, yeah, of course, seven or eight points out of ten. That makes a lot of sense. That That's perfectly fine. And yet the Golden Knights went out on this road trip and got even more backed up with injuries and again like I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to say that there weren't winnable games there were certainly winnable winnable games like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there weren't was Buffalo winnable absolutely was Philadelphia winnable absolutely should the Golden Knights have gotten more than what they got out of this road trip absolutely yeah but I do find it really telling that Pete DeBoer is talking about how this team needs perfect 60-minute efforts. I understand that fans think that that's an easy thing to do. I understand that you look at it and say, well, you're professional athletes. You go out there, you perform, you get the job done. That's what you do. Hockey is not a game of perfection. Hockey is literally a game of mistakes 
and it's all about minimizing the amount of mistakes that you make. And right now, the Golden Knights, they're making too many. And you can understand that they're making too many because you've got guys in there that are not your regular players. They're not players that would be in the lineup this late in the season in an important playoff race. So you're not going to get a perfect 60 minutes. It doesn't exist. That's not a real thing that happens in hockey. Any team. doesn't matter who's in or out. You're never going to get perfect 60 minutes. And if that's the benchmark, then the Golden Knights have a lot, to, a lot of work to do for the final 20 games of this season. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets, 7-3, the final score. Vegas, 32-26-4, 68 points on the year. Take on the Florida Panthers Thursday at 7-30. Pre-game show goes at 6-30 p.m., and it, it, there's, there's really, like, exasperation is, I guess, the right word. I, I, I don't know what the answers are. And you know, we'll, we'll chat about it on the extended postgame show as to what we all think collectively can change for this Golden Knights club. But right now, I think it's just pure exasperation at the situation. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights, first 10 minutes of the game, controlled it. Winnipeg didn't get their first shot on goal until about 12 and a half minutes into the game. King Kolasar dropped the gloves with Logan Stanley when the Golden Knights were kind of at the height of their game. They were, they were playing fine. They just weren't putting the puck in the back of the net. And then the Winnipeg Jets seemed to draw off of that Logan Stanley fight. There was another hit by Adam Lowry that seemed to get the Jets going. And then uh, getting you know, the Bronx cheer with their first shot seemed to get the Jets going as well. And once the Jets got going, the Golden Knights had little to no answer. Uh, at least not when the game was kind of in the balance. So for Vegas, it's back to the drawing board. It's trying to come up with a way to get back in the win column because you start looking at the scoreboard, you start looking at what other teams are doing, and I think Darren Elliott made the point, it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing. If you're not winning hockey games, you're going to be out of the race real quick. And so for the Golden Knights, the only thing that matters is getting two points on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Winnipeg Jets 7-3. 
this was kind of the game where I, I, I thought if they were turning the corner, you'd have you'd have it feel closer than what it was. And I think like my argument is this was kind of the, the, the game where they were furthest away, right? Furthest away from turning the corner, furthest away from putting together kind of that 60-minute effort that you expect, that you, you look for, that you need in order to win. And I'm not sure if it if it's just cumulative fatigue. I'm not sure if it's all the frustration. You know, I thought Dan Duva made an excellent point where, you know, asking guys what the mood ought to be, how you should feel going into this game and getting different answers. Right now, the Golden Knights aren't in sync. Right now, the Golden Knights are not pulling on the same rope collectively as a group. And it's going to be very hard this time of year to win hockey games if you're not doing that. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. I want to hear from you. Let's start it off with Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, I, I do have three specific salient points, I think, and you can refute or agree or whatever you choose to do. Uh, number one, this seems to me an example of the archaic way that the NHL treats injuries and the Knights in general. Uh, they, they won't tell you anything. You as broadcasters, we as fans remain in the dark in every other sport. A guy breaks a thumb, he twists an ankle, he pulls a hamstring, you know he's going to be out X four to six weeks, whatever. Why not in hockey? That's my first question. Yeah, I, I wish that there was a better answer. There, it's just not. It's not required to be hyper-specific when it comes to an injury report, and I think teams try to do as, as best they can to kind of keep things close to the vest as to what's going on with players. There's kind of that, that age-old argument of, well, if you, let a, if you let other teams know that your player has a broken ankle, that when they get back into the lineup, they're going to be targeted. I, I think that we're kind of beyond the players yeah. are going to target other players. Every time you go out there, you deliver a hit, you're trying to hurt somebody. Um, I don't get it, Mike. I think you're absolutely spot on. I think it does the players that are injured a disservice uh, to not necessarily disclose kind of what the general injury is and how long that time frame might be. Um, I wish it was different, but the fact of the matter is it no. isn't. It would be peace of mind for all of us, and you have an enormously difficult job to do. Earlier in the season, Robert, Robin Leonard had to come out and actually speak of his injury, and that's just unnecessary. Should have been told to everybody as soon as it happened. Now, here's the thing, uh, and, and I want to do two other things real quick if I have a chance. Yep. Carrier... And I'm going to name as many as I can think of off the top of my head. Carrier and Wah and Eichel and Dodonoff and uh, uh, so and Carlson and on the defense, Petrangelo and Haig and, and Theodore and, and there's a couple of others. You know what they all have in common? They're not injured, okay? They're playing at what should be their full capacity. That should be enough to take on the likes of a Philadelphia, a Buffalo, a Columbus, and a Winnipeg. Don't yep. you think? To, to a degree, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, kind of on, on the topic of, you know, Alex Petrangelo, like you're, you're talking about a player that's got a heavy workload, and I think the workload has been heavy since game number two when, when you know, Mark Stone went down, Max Pacioretty went down, then William Carlson went down. And having to lean heavily on you know some of those players, I, I, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you know there aren't players in the league that are tired, but I, I think the workload for some of those guys um, has been more than what you'd want it to be at this point of the season, and that's affecting their play for sure. But you're also looking at Alex Petrangelo, who has, or you named Alex Petrangelo, who has five points in his last eight games. You're, you're talking about Jonathan Marcheseau, who has taken two untimely penalties, but has also been kind of the catalyst and, and really the only guy scoring consistently for the Golden Knights. So uh, to a degree, yeah, they, they should be enough, but right now it's not. Okay. And that's a good enough explanation. Now, just one other note of optimism. One note of optimism. Uh, At the three-quarter mark of the 2019 season, the St. Louis Blues were hopelessly waiting in a cesspool. At the three-quarter mark of the 2020 season, Dallas was out of the playoffs. At the three-quarter mark of the 2021 season, Montreal was one of the worst teams in hockey. Guess where they all ended up in the Stanley Cup final? Yeah. No, Mike, thank you for the call. I, I mean, listen, it's, it's the Golden Knights season isn't over right now. And, like, I know it looks bleak. I know it's grim. Like, I get it. You drop five in a row in regulation. You don't get any standings points. Like, I, I, I understand that there's not going to be a ton of optimism, and that's totally fine. I get all that. However, you still got 20 games. Like, for the Golden Knights to go through this adversity with 20 more opportunities to turn it around – before the playoffs start, I think is is positive in that the last couple of years when the Golden Knights, when things got tough, when, when the adversity was there, uh, the season was literally on the line. Like the Golden Knights were, were staring down, if you lose, you go home, and it became more and more difficult and, and, and things tightened up. So you go through it now, maybe you have time to rectify it and you're able to deal with it better in the playoffs. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So something that Mike just said actually kind of got me thinking, and he listed a bunch of players and said, you know, they're not injured. But it makes me wonder how many of them might be playing injured because we know that for hockey players, that is not uncommon. We know that Martinez played through the playoffs on a broken foot. So, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses, but... It does make me wonder how many players have rushed back from injury yeah. because so many other players are injured. Yeah. You know, Stephanie, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Because uh, I, I was going to, to talk to Mike about that or, or at least answer that with, with this kind of thought or idea that I have in my head. Uh, I think you're spot on. You have no idea who is or isn't kind of playing through something, who's banged up, who, if this team was healthier – would be out of the lineup. And, and I think you go back to the beginning of the year and the Golden Knights as banged up as they were and, you know, Matthias Yanmar kind of battling through dealing with, you know, long-haul COVID symptoms was giving the team 10 or 12 minutes a night simply because they didn't have enough guys in the lineup and they needed somebody that they can stick in and play in certain situations. So uh, I think your, your point is a valid one. We assume that everyone in the lineup is healthy, but the fact of the matter is they might not be. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's rough because, again, it, it goes to not knowing what injuries are. So yep. we know everyone has missed time at some point this season. Some of them we know more of what their injury was and some we know less. And to some extent, I, I don't know, that, that's their personal medical health. So there's yeah. – I, I don't know. I know it's common in other sports, but it's – I don't know. It's a weird – weird thing for me that I'm not going to get into 
But, you know, and another thing that's happened on the last five games is that there's been flashes of good hockey happening and seeing it. But it feels like the second, it it just feels like the team is really fragile right now, if that makes sense. Like just the second that there's an adversity or something, the swing is, that pendulum is swinging so fast instead of, you know, getting some pushback and and having the resistance for it. It's just swinging. Yeah, you know what? I I think you're spot on, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Like, in tonight's game, you know, you get get two goals from Winnipeg late in the period, 30 seconds apart, and and that steals momentum away from your game. Uh, You know, another situation where you get a goal early on in the second period from from Nick Waugh, it's something to build from, and then almost immediately two minutes later, the Winnipeg Jets score, and then they score another two goals in about four and a half minutes. So, uh, the momentum swings in a game for the Golden Knights. They, they have not dealt with it well all year long, but I think on this road trip, it's, it's really been the difference is when Vegas seems to be building something, they just can't sustain it, or their detail isn't where it needs to be, and it, it ends up putting them behind the eight ball, and they're chasing the game once again. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie number two. Hey, Stephanie number two, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Good. So, you know, kind of piggybacking on my other two awesome uh, callers, um, you know, this entire five-game road trip, I feel like it's, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. We get the first seven shots on goal, but they score the first two goals. Like, we start coming back, and then there's the penalties. Like, it just it seems like it's one step forward, two steps back, and... I'm just I'm glad this road trip is over. I'm ready for a home game. I think it's going to be a good, you know, even though we're playing Florida, who's a tough team, I think it's going to be a good way to kind of reset our button. And, you know, everybody talks about how physically exhausting it is. Like, mentally, it's exhausting. I mean, I'm mentally exhausted talking about the injuries. I can only imagine how what these players are going through. Yeah, you know what, you're you're – Right on the money there, Stephanie, and, and thank you for the call. It's it's fatiguing, right, for sure, to, to kind of have to go through these stretches, these long stretches where you just don't have the team that you were expecting to have at the beginning of the year. Now, uh, the point about Florida, yeah, they are a very, very difficult team to beat this year. However, if there is a glimmer of hope, the Florida Panthers are 14-7-6 and six on the road this year. Uh, much different than their 26-6 and six record at home, so they're nearly unbeatable at home. Uh, but they're about 500, so a little bit over 500 when you count everything. 7-6, and six, that's 13, so they're one game over 500 technically on the road. So for the Golden Knights, you get home, you play against a really good opponent in Florida. Maybe you build something from there, but I, I think for, for Vegas now, it's just about stringing together two or three shifts, right? Like, you hope that maybe they get a little bit healthier going into that game against Florida on Thursday, uh, but you can't even start looking at games. Like, you can't even look at, okay, we just got to win the next game. You just got to win the next period. You just got to win the next five or ten minute segment in a game to start feeling some confidence and good about your game uh, before you, you really go on to anything that's much bigger than that. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Jason. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Hey, guys. You know, how you guys doing? I know Great. a tough loss tonight, but, you know, our shots for goals is we're pretty good on shots for goals tonight, but we're not getting it together, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the Golden Knights are volume, right? Like, it, it's a lot of perimeter play. It's a lot of shots from the point, and they're, they're throwing a lot of volume on goaltenders. But, 
not enough dangerous chances. Uh, yes, that's right. And, uh, I, you know, I have a feeling when we come back home, I think we're going to get it together and we're going to try to win this game here at home, you know? Yeah, Jason, thank you for the call. Uh, optimism is, is right on point. That's, that's helpful for sure. Um, you know, hockey's weird. You, you go on a stretch where you're 0-5 on a five-game road trip. You get home, maybe things can kind of turn in, in the right direction. But for the Golden Knights, 20 games left. You're going to need at least 12, maybe 13 wins out of those 20. You're going to have to get to winning. You're going to have to get to winning, and you're going to have to do it sooner than later because you can't let more points slip away with other teams behind you picking up points and making it an, as uncomfortable as it possibly can be down the stretch. It's your post-game show. 702-876-1340 is the number. We'll get back with more of your calls next. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, taking your calls, 702-876-1340. It's your postgame show. Sound off on the Vegas Golden Knights. 0-5-0 on a five-game road trip. 68 points, still technically in the second wild card spot. Uh, take on the Florida Panthers on Thursday, 7 o'clock, or 7.30 puck drop 6 30 pregame show chance to get back home and maybe home cooking we'll do the golden knights some good 702-876-1340 let's head out to the phone lines bring in steven hey steven how you doing i'm not too i'm not too bad this afternoon um now i want to throw some numbers at you and some discussion because i saw quite a bit about the goaltending um on twitter today and you know, yesterday, according to the Insider Show, when I talked about the the coaching, and I um, I gave some numbers there. Yeah. Um, this is a base. This is the base number we're going to start at. Okay, twenty one wins from thirty eight starts, nine oh nine save percentage. That would be Robin Leonard, yeah. right? So, so that's where we're at now. That's the benchmark. Ignore the injuries. Now let's have a look at some goalies that might realistically be available at the trade deadline. Um, Gibson from Anaheim, seventeen wins, forty four starts, nine oh five save percentage. You're not getting better than Leonard. Um, let's go down to Philip Grubauer. 13 wins, 44 starts, triple eight save percentage, much worse than Leonard. Yeah. Capo Kakinen, 12 wins, 25 starts, 9-10 save percentage, a little bit better on the save percentage, but there's not really the volume of work there to back it up, and Kakinen is obviously a backup. Yeah. Then you go down another 32 spots on that list before you get to Semyon Varlamov, which is four wins, 19 starts, 9-12 save percentage. Again, not enough of a sample size to realistically see anything better than Lennar. But, hey, you know, let's all get flurry back. That's what everyone wants. Oh, hang on. Uh, 19 wins, 43 starts, 9-08 save percentage. Has been as good as, if not worse, than Lennar this season. But... Let's have some let's have some faith here. If the Golden Knights fans want to flash back to year one, and I said yesterday it's not year one anymore, but if they want to flash back to year one, uh, let's go down to number ninety nine on the list of goalies um, by wins with NHL stats. Malcolm Subban zero wins from four starts and an eight seven one save percentage. We are not getting better goaltending than Robin Leonard. Please stop it. 
for the love of everything, please stop it. And I'll throw prescribed numbers there as well, actually. 10 wins, 24 starts, 895 save percentage, 42nd on the list by wins, and middle of the pack in terms of save percentage. Yeah. So you've got the absolute best cold pending that we are going to get this season. Get behind this team, please. Like, you know, stop you, criticizing everything. It's not year one anymore. Please get over it, everyone. I'm begging you, get over it. You know, I, I don't, I mean, everyone knows where I stand on goaltending here, so I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, Stephen. Now, I do think the question becomes about Robin Leonard's injury and whether or not he's got, you know, something that's going to keep him out for a large chunk of the rest of the season. Because for the Golden Knights right now, you, you do have, I think, some questions going into the trade deadline. And if you're going to be without Robin Leonard for a large chunk of the final 20 games... Could you get marginally better uh, by bringing in another goaltender um, to, to kind of split the duty with Laurent Brossois? I, I do think that that's kind of valid, right? Like, I do think it's valid that, that you have that discussion. But for the Golden Knights right now at the trade deadline, um, there's questions in goal. There's questions on the blue line. There's questions up front. Like, if you're going to try to supplement this team, how do you best do it? Um, you know, I, I think that that's kind of the main thing. It, it, in my eyes, it has nothing to do with, are you going to get better than Robin Leonard? I don't think you're going to. Uh, but the question becomes, if Robin Leonard's not going to be a- available to you over the final 20 games, can you get somewhat better goaltending to help you get into the playoffs? I think that's where the question has to be. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree by any stretch of the imagination. I think that um, I think that if you can get Valamov, you absolutely get Valamov. But to say that we're going to get, like, and this is what I've seen from a, a lot of fans, is yeah. to say we're going to get better goaltending than what Lena gives you, we're not. What we what we can get is similar or slightly worse. And obviously, if Lena is out long term, um, and by all means, go and um, you know go and supplement. And like, I think Valamov's perfect option. Islanders are looking to sell. You might be able to get pennies back on the dollar there. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as far as the blue line goes, I mean, I haven't looked into defenders uh, or you know at the blue line, but that can be my next call then. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Stephen, thank you for the call. Um, yeah, listen, um, this team has a lot of issues right now, and the goaltending the last two games has not been where you needed it to be. Uh, but again, you're, you're down to your second and third string goaltender. You don't have Robin Leonard available to you. Um, it's, it's no surprise that the goaltending has fallen off. And, and that should kind of underscore how well Robin Leonard was playing before his injuries um, and give you an idea of how the Golden Knights were benefiting from having Leonard in net because they were picking up points. Right now, they're not picking up points. And you know what? There's a, a lot of questions surrounding this team. There, there certainly are going to be questions about what the front office is going to do at the trade deadline, what the best approach or strategy will be, and I think a lot of that has to do with whether or not the Golden Knights are going to get any healthier over the next two or three games. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights 
fall to the Winnipeg Jets, 7-3 the final score. Vegas 32-26-4, and four, 68 points, still technically in that second wild card spot. Um, it's, it, there's no two ways around it. This was a disappointing road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. Zero points out of ten possible points. It's just, it's tough. It's hard. And right now, there's there's no real idea of when this team's going to get any closer to health. Um, if that's even something that's a possibility this year, it, it seems right now it's just, it's not. Um, and I think what you're dealing with now is cumulative fatigue from everyone else that's been in the lineup that's had to carry a, a heavier load because of the injuries that have happened all year long for the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's hard to take injuries out of it at this point. It, like, go down the list, look at the players out of the lineup for the Golden Knights, go to any other team in the league and take like-for-like like replacements out or like-for-like like players out of those lineups and then tell me how good they're going to be. You know, and, and again, like, you know, you look at the LA Kings, they're, they're ravaged right now by injuries, but it's, it's been recent. So, so for LA, right, like, they've had 45, 50 games with essentially a full, a full lineup, a full roster to build their team game. The Golden Knights, again, I don't think they've had the same lineup four games in a row, and we are 62 games in. So you have to take all that into account. It's unfortunate. It sucks. But for the Golden Knights, you still have 20 games. You still have 20 opportunities to turn this thing around before the end of the season. Next opportunity will be Thursday, 7.30, against the Florida Panthers. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here for making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your postgame show. It is not the same without you. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.